0: Good afternoon and welcome to this special happy hour edition of the Foreign Desk Podcast. I'm Lisa Daftari. Over the last nine months, we have watched a pandemic destroy our nation, leaving us with fear for our health as we watch the death toll climb. We've been warned to stay home. Businesses have been shut. Schools have been closed. Human interaction has become obsolete. But there's an entire side of this destruction that is not given the proper platform it deserves. The side of this pandemic and the shutdowns, its effect on the economy, the devastation, the suicides, the bankruptcies, the homelessness, the fear that we will not recover, the fear that we will never be the same again. On this show, we usually cover foreign policy and national security. Today, we will speak about an issue that has affected millions of Americans here at home. Probably the most pressing national security story right now, affecting our well-being, safety, security, and prosperity. During this week, many of you may have seen the compelling video of Sherman Oaks, California bar and grill owner, Angela Marsden, who describes the frustration of so many business owners devastated by recent shutdowns. Let's take a look.
1: I'm losing everything. Everything I own is being taken away from me. And they set up a movie company right next to my outdoor patio, which is right over here. And people wonder why I'm protesting and why I have had enough. (laughs) They have not given us money and they have shut us down. We cannot survive. My staff cannot survive. Look at this. Tell me that this is dangerous, but right next to me as a slap in my face,
0: And she's here with us today, Angela Marsden, owner of Pineapple Hill Saloon and Grill, advocate for small businesses and the people they employ. And you can add to that now, viral video star. Angela, thank you so much for accepting uh, this invitation to be here with us today. I know you have had a very long and difficult week. Um, yeah. I, I, I I can see it in your face and I know that it has it's probably very difficult to keep watching this video over and over again. how are you feeling right now?
1: Uh, um, every time I see it it, it it obviously brings up the moment but really the the situation that we're living in right now um, not just for me but for all small business owners and for their their employees and for our, our society I mean I really believe that this is a human humanitarian crisis. Um, okay. I don't know why my, it was my video that went viral. I didn't ask for that. I didn't, didn't ask to be this person in this position, but I do believe that there's a reason for everything. And I really am trying to bring awareness to all people. Um, about what is about to happen, you know, about what is really going on, and and and, and where we're going to be in three or four months if we, as people, do not start uniting together and really fighting and helping each other to survive through this instead of hiding and 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 you know blaming each other and attacking each other. It's mm-hmm. I, I am up and down. I, it's been honestly. <laughs> I'm grateful for I've been reached out from all over the world, and i'm I'm blown away, and it is inspiring and it gives hope that we can all like come together and start unifying, you know? it's been hard. It's been hard,
0: yeah. and and I can answer your question for you. your your video went viral because you were so sincere, compelling, emotional. And you know, it, you really, hit on the heartstrings of people who may have not thought about, you know, the reality uh, from your from, from your perspective and so many people that are in your position. I want to walk our viewers through um, some of the facts here before we get into the emotional side of it, but more of the facts, because you're in Los Angeles, I'm in Los Angeles, but people may not know how hard hit we have been here in Los Angeles and not yes. so much because of the pandemic, but because of the way that it's been handled by our yes. mayor our governor, the decisions they have made for us. Um, and, you know, it, it's turned people against each other. I, someone screamed at it's me awful. on the street to telling me to put a mask on my one-year-old child. Um, this is the reality. I to, I,
1: I've literally had people wishing I would die or my staff would get COVID and I would choke on it. Like I've had less, a handful of those and millions of support, but to what you're saying and not to interrupt you, but I truly firmly believe that 20 years from now, we are going to look back and not, we are going to hurt from the deaths of COVID, but we are going to realize that COVID, this invisible invisible enemy, really just pitted us against each other and and destroyed our economy and our way of life from the inside out. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And you, you've you been a business owner for um, 10 years. You've owned the Pineapple Hill Saloon and Grill. Uh, um, so f- like so many other business owners, you were devastated the first time around where we shut down. And, you know, I'm sure like everyone else, you said this is necessary. Everyone's right. going through it.
1: And then well, you- I'm a small business owner. And, 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 you know, the thing is, is a small business owner. We're, you know, I'm a, a one woman shop. You're not doing it to be a millionaire. You're doing it because it's what you love, but also because you love people. I love my community and the people that come into my pub. They are my family and my staff. You know, you love people. Every small business owner I know, especially in the beginning, was willing to go above and beyond with everything that they had because they care for people. We mean, we are the ones that do the charities, sponsor the baseball teams, know your name. Like we care. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I still to this day, you know, if we were to open tomorrow, I would do all the precautions I did, because if it keeps one person that I love from getting sick, it matters. Absolutely.
0: Do you know what I mean, absolutely. And I and so let's keep going with that. So you you shut down then yes. we, here in, in Los Angeles, we were able to open up uh, restaurants with outdoor space. So then what did you do?
1: Um, well, you know. It it was, it's still ever, it's like the twilight zone. Every day it's changing and it's new rules and you get 24 hour notice or you get one day notice. So, you know, I was, they had finally let us go back inside to limited limited capacity. I had spent thousands of dollars with plexiglass booth dividers and plexiglass everywhere. And I put in a a to-go window so the air would circulate and fans. And then they shut us down in July. And I, literally knew because I had done takeout, I was losing 90% of my revenue, but I wanted to open then because I wanted to keep some of my staff employed. I wanted to connect with the community. And I also was fundraising to do food to the hospitals, Wow! but I was losing so much money. So This time, when they shut us down from the inside and said we had to go outdoors, I didn't know if I could get the landlord to let me go outdoors. But my bookkeeper said, if we go back to to to-go, we've got to quit. So I fought really hard. My landlord worked worked with me. And that alone, just having to you know, tar your own parking lot and beg friends and pay cheap labor if you could find it and feeling guilty that you were even asking for it. And I think one of the worst things was literally going on Facebook and scouring off businesses, restaurants that had closed and hadn't made it because so many weren't allowed to open because they didn't have food or they didn't make it through the first part. And that broke my heart. I mean, there was a gentleman we drove 45 minutes to get out used outdoor patio furniture and he was in the hospital and he was older and he couldn't make it through COVID and had to close something he'd had for years in his family. And that was just heartbreaking. But I kept saying, keep your head down, just survive. You know, as I'm hearing all my, you know, tattoo parlors, hairdressers, other bars just not opening and going under. And I'm feeling bad. I'm crying every time I hear it, but I'm like, just survive, survive is what you're thinking at the time. And right, right. so I pushed through it and, and I, and I will, will say I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the community because I wanted to give up. There are days of tears and breaking down and going, why am I doing this? Because I, I'm using loan money that's going to be gone. And if it doesn't work, I'm losing everything anyway why don't i just stop and take a break because you know i haven't had a break since day one and um but the the neighborhood would drive by and they would hawk you know i tell this story and always i know i tell it over and over but this one woman was jogging by with her earbuds on and she stops and she looks and she literally is like yes and she's clapping thank you for keeping the neighborhood together as i'm building the patio you know amazing so we did we got it done Um, And that I would say, uh, with the exception of this month, was the hardest month, one of the hardest months of this whole year. And um, we opened up to August, which was in L.A., because you're from here, a heat wave. Mm -hmm. So people were trying to come out, but obviously we still took a loss in August. We still took a loss in September. And then October came (coughs) and um, we were busy and. And we were known as one of the safest, you know, well done places to go for COVID, you know, and that I wore that like a badge of honor. I mean, we took temperatures, we wore gloves, we wore face shields, masks, you know, tables are more than six feet apart. Um, And we enforced the masks, you know, I would be a pain in the butt. Somebody would get up from the table and be like, get your mask on, you know.
0: Yeah, because who um, wants that on their conscience to to have a, a business where people aren't being safe? So obviously, anybody who has a small business who has, you know, who who wants to open back up is not going to take those risks like right. you did yourself.
1: Right. I mean, can you imagine? I have my place has been here since 1978. I'm the third owner, and my kitchen staff is the same staff from 1978. Wow. So I have older kitchen staff. who you know she has diabetes i also have clients that have been coming and sitting in the same booth since the 80s and they're older and then i have a mix of trendy kind of trying to be you know actors and starlets coming in at night so i i was very very careful i do not want somebody i love to get sick because of me so yeah we were we were doing and we were doing it well and i knew we were doing it well knock on wood, because I personally, I have tuberculosis. It's suppressed. I'm not supposed to be out in the public. I've been out since day one, but knock on wood, I didn't get it. I haven't gotten it because I take the precautions, you know? Yeah, and um, yeah. And thank yeah. God, knock on wood. And if I get it, I know I'm taking that risk, but you have to live life.
0: Right. No, because and whatever God, it's meant
1: to no. be. Right. What? Go ahead. You'll
0: I, I was just gonna say you'll suffer from from many other other things. And that's the whole point of this conversation to say, right. you know, young right. people who are out and about are taking a certain risk. But I mean, and then goes to, to the next point. What what risks are, are being calculated by those in the position of making risk.
1: Yes. Yes. Right. Like so why why are why aren't we paying the vulnerable to stay home right. and paying them well enough that they can be okay, be comfortable, while the rest of us knowing what our risks are? move the economy along. I mean, this seems like simple stuff that even a high school student could figure out. So I'm really confused as to what's going on with Mayor Garcetti and Gavin Newsom and our leaders here, because this is not brain science. You know, I I don't think, you know, it's complicated. It involves emotions, but it's risk management, you know,
0: Right. And um, to that, I actually, let me catch everybody up with well, where we were going with that. So you spent all this money, all of yeah. your time and resources to create the outdoor space, which was now mandated. And then fast forward to Thanksgiving Eve, um, I think it was the Monday before the Wednesday of, of Thanksgiving Eve, where it was announced, the, the mandate was announced that, no outdoor, um, no in indoor dining or outdoor dining restaurants will be effectively be closed for um, you know dining in.
1: So it's shocking, right? It was it was gut wrenching. It was literally a mon- on a Monday. We were told we had to shut down on a Wednesday night, and you're talking the night before Thanksgiving,
0: one of the busiest the night nights of the year, right?
1: busiest night of the year, the night before Thanksgiving. And then off, also Thanksgiving is a very busy day. Um, and I uh, spoke with my bookkeeper and he just said, look, we can't do, because I thought, well, we could still do to go. And he said, no, He goes, if we do to go, we won't be here. We won't make it. He said with the numbers of cases climbing, you know, he's very much on his numbers. He said, you know, the way I'm seeing it, we could be like this for another three months. And if we do to go, we will never reopen again. And what little money we have left, which is still a loan. um, We have to preserve so that we can open when we're allowed to go out. Yeah. And I I mean, I haven't paid rent, you know, I'm 60,000 behind in rent. You know, I've tried to pay here and there, but it's a lot, you know,
0: it's a lot. lot.
1: It was was hard. And I think the hardest part is, uh, you know, talking to your staff and telling them, look, guys, get on unemployment, get back on the unemployment that you were on. Um, Some of them have never gotten it. They can't get through the paperwork of it and get it, you know, and then others, they have a week left, you know, like Lindsay, who's my right hand girl has a little boy and she's like crying. I'm scared. My unemployment's out next week. And there's no, nothing's been resolved with that. No, so and, it
0: was a sensitive time of the year. Right. So for you guys, uh, right. this is a huge season for you with the holiday parties and people having time off from work and, you know, being able to come and enjoy their time at a, at a, at a grill, at a bar, especially here in, in Southern California, we have outdoor dining almost the, the whole year. It's
1: beautiful out right now, Mm-hmm. you know, right. and you know, so that, that was, that was um, really, really hard. And, um, I kind of went through this moment of, you know, I'm from Indiana. I've been in LA 28 years and my mom said, you know, just give it up, come home, stay right. with us, live with us and get on your feet out here. And, um, I hadn't been home and I missed my dad. He's older. He's had a couple bouts of pneumonia. So, you know, I thought maybe she's right. She'll just go home for a couple of weeks and reevaluate at the first of the year. Um, and then I got up and I was so depressed and I went to the, it was, it was black Friday. I went to the mall. I didn't know they were open. <laughs> I literally didn't know they were open. And then I was like, oh, wow, Macy's is open. And then I go to Macy's and the whole mall is open. Right. And I'm just walking around getting angrier and angrier. And I'm like, this is an indoor mall. Nobody's taking my temperature. No face shields. No gloves. I'm allowed to try on anything. Wow. And Wow. They, I was like, what? And I just decided in that moment, everybody I know is bailing out of California. Mm -hmm. Why do I have to leave? Why don't they get out? Why don't the people that don't know what they're doing and are ruining our state get out? Why do I have to go? So I said, I called my mom. I said, mom, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if people will hate me and protest me because they think I don't believe in COVID or I don't care, but I have to stay and tell the truth. Like somebody's got to stand up and tell the truth of what my staff is going through, what my fellow business owners are going through, what their staff is going through. I, I have to, I have to at least speak out, start speaking out and telling the truth. And that was the, the, the Friday actually before this happened. So before I was afraid to post anything, you know, because I was afraid people would think I didn't care about, no, but COVID, isn't that the, about people being sick. But that's just know?
0: California, but that's just that's just California and, and more specifically Los Angeles, where yeah. why, why do you have to be afraid of talking and, and speaking the truth? And, and why, do, why can't it be both? Yes, there is a virus, but yes, we need to live. We
1: need to right. pay our rent. We need to not commit suicide. We need to not uh, file bankruptcy. Right. Right. And so um I was planning a protest in front of Sheila Kula's house with friends. I had never protested in my life. I've never been to a protest, you know, but I was like, I was thinking about how how can I speak out? Why don't you, and, you remind
0: know, can you remind our viewers who she is and why uh, oh, her, her specifically?
1: Sheila Sheila Kula was the de- dividing uh the deciding vote on the board of supervisors who vocally i mean you know from what i understand she thinks we should be shut down completely until everybody's vaccinated but she publicly said it was the most dangerous thing to go out and have and do outdoor dining but then the very same moment after she got done shutting us down she went and ate at her favorite restaurant that she's eaten at every single day since they've been outdoors right And, of course, it got caught on the news. And, again, that's the other thing, the hypocrisy that we've been living under, you know, from Gavin Newsom's winery that has never been closed Mm -hmm. in Southern California is still open. Right. You know, and him going and eating out when we're not supposed to be eating out. I mean, it's just constantly thrown in your face, you Mm -hmm. know.
0: And I, I love how you have time and again, you know, reiterated how it's not about, you know, the film crew that was across the lot, no. and it's not about the mall. And it's not about, you know, it, but it is about just one word, the hypocrisy of all of this. I want you to take a listen. Gavin Newsom yesterday um, was approached uh, at uh, a briefing he gave regarding small businesses. And this is what he had to say. I am a small business owner. I started right out of college, put pen to paper, opened a small business uh, with one part-time employee, uh, it was the cause of my life. I deeply recognize people's pain and suffering this moment, their dreams being shattered because of this pandemic. So you ask me, how I feel it devastates me to know because I intimately understand what it means. When you put everything on the line, you leverage everything, your family, your dreams are on the line and through no fault of your own, something global, A pandemic hits and creates all of these constraints and all these constructs that are devastating to your life and your prospects for the future.
1: So, you know, I would like to respond to that and I would like to say, um, Mr. Newsom, here's what the people of California think in small businesses they recognize that there's a pandemic and we empathize with all your compassion so we deeply deeply ask that you close your winery you give back the 3 million in ppp that you got and you take no salary until we are able to recoup and work again and if you are devastated by this i'm sure you will be more than happy to do these things to show us that you are really in it with us and by the way tell the lobbyists that you obviously are supporting that they have to close costco maybe leave the grocery stores open so we can eat but tj maxx gets to close and the mall gets to close you can if you really really believe what you say then your actions must speak louder than your words. And we're waiting to see those actions and we have not seen them. Meanwhile, we are starving and losing everything. So don't give me fake, fake condolences and options that are fantasy, like stay at home for the other 50% of us that actually cannot stay at home. That's, oh, that's what I would say to Mr. Newsom,
0: And I hope he's listening to you because.
1: Sorry. So
0: beautifully said. I, no, that,
1: I didn't see that. That, that just is like, uh, wow. Right. Wow.
0: Right. Uh, you know it's uh, one of the, the the most and I've been in touch with your assistants um all week and I call them your assistants but they're they're actually they they they, they said it so beautifully we're bartenders turned into me, media liaisons which is yes. amazing um but thankfully and I was I, I'm never happy to get you know pushed back for an interview but with your your case I was because I knew that you kept going on more and more you know important media platforms telling your story um you know I, Kate, I, and I don't know if I should really call her out. I'll, I'll stop with that and, and yeah, say. Yeah, that's, fine. that's say, fine. She said to me, we had such a long conversation. Um, we, we might be friends after this. <laughs> she said to me. Great. Um, I hope someone you come down
1: and have a beer because we're going to be here. <laughs> I
0: would love to. I will take you up on that. She said something um, so touching. And she said, you know, we don't want to make this into a political thing. No, um, but she said, um, and we, we 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 became more and more transparent towards one another. She said, "I am a raging progressive liberal, yeah. but I support Angela because she is fighting for me." And you know, I, I just got goosebumps, and I said, "Kate, you have to come on too. I this is this is the story. Yeah, you know,
1: the fact I that mean, the this fighting- is. Is is it's not about politics; it's about people, and we are, we are all in this together. And and I think we've spent so much time in in the last four years, three years, two years fighting each other, and and it's it's united we stand. You know, a friend of mine I that I talked to, um, he's in Tennessee, and when I you know I talked to him in the morning sometimes to try to get centered, and he was telling me, um, you know. Uh, and uh, somebody from the Indian community, or some somewhere, he had read that you know the bird is made up of the body and two wings, and without one wing, the bird cannot fly. You know, and and so no, I'm not mad at the production companies. They need to eat, and if there are politicians. Republican or Democrat, that are willing to actually get down in the mud with us and come up with realistic ideas to save our economy. And, you know, cause you're right, we have suicides, we have overdoses. I don't care what party they're from and and nor should any of us because we are headed into a very sca- scary thing. And we need all Americans loving each other and looking out for, for each other you know, right. and, and that touches my, my heart, heart that she said that, you know, yeah,
0: no, she, it's I mean, truth. it is, it is the truth and you're fighting for all of them. And you have been from, from day one. And she, she gave me, you know, many uh, other examples of, of the wonderful work you've done for, for your staff and, and the advocacy you're doing for so many people. And um, I, I actually want to go further than this, Angela. It's not political. And I get that. I get it because you're, 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 you're speaking from a human place. And I think that, If we can all put our politics aside, we could then acknowledge what's right and what's wrong um, without sounding, you know, for example, in Beverly Hills, um, they voted unanimously to reopen restaurants. Um, The city council met. uh, And, you know, the next morning um, I went on Twitter just to see what's going on. and, And these are the tweets that people actually posted. Selfish human beings, brats without any conscience. I'm not surprised at all that this selfish, entitled area of Los Angeles needs to eat at restaurants despite thousands dying every day, Uh, human garbage. I mean, it goes on and on and on. I hope you die, awful, awful things. Everyone looked at it from like from the, the place just just so negatively instead of saying, well, they went to bat for those restaurant owners and their employees. They went to bat for, you know, th- these small businesses that will not be able to get back up on their feet after the pandemic. Um, you know, wh- how did we get to a place where it's, you know, American versus American, either you think we're gonna just, we have to shut down or we're gonna die or, and if you think we should reopen, it's because you don't care about people dying from a pandemic, you know, there's no, and then, you know, one side will accuse the other side of not believing in science, but then the science behind restaurant closures is about 3%. Yeah,
1: the this, this, this science shows we should be open, which right. is crazy. I mean, if we had to go before a judge in order to get total transparency, the science showed us 3.1% of bars and restaurants. It didn't even say outdoor. It said right. bars and restaurants are contributing to spreading COVID. And of that 3.1%, the majority was made of fast food restaurants who had their employees getting infected because they're standing so close to each other at the to-go window. Right, right. So uh, how did we get here? I don't know, but we're here. And, you know, my mom, you know, my mom, um, was, a worked her whole life in a bread factory in, um, Indiana. And she worked so hard to give me a life and to get that retirement, you know, and she's doing well. And I was talking to her, I said, mom, you know, I've had death threats, you know, and I said, but I can't stop. And, you know, I hope any, I hope anything that I'm doing is going to make a difference. And you know what she said? She said, Angela, when things are really, really hard, she said, and and they're always going to be hard. Things are going to come. You have to give people hope and faith and you got to keep going. And if you keep going, change will happen. And all I'm, I am trying to say to people is stop judging each other and stop fighting each other because somewhere along the way, I don't know if it's the politicians or the media, or it's just that we live in this fast food world where everything is, you know, nobody, you know, do you even know the talking point that you're arguing about? Did you actually look up what the law says? Did you actually look up the statistic? This, you know, I don't know if I've already said it, but I truly, truly believe that This COVID experience will be what we look back and see where it literally has destroyed us from the inside out by pitting us against each other and not having common sense. And I'm hoping... That I can move the giant, yes, in getting California open or getting leaders to actually start thinking with their heart, and 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 having think tanks and doing things in in um, a you know risk assessment way. But mo- mainly, I keep talking to give hope and encouragement to people out there that are hurting and suffering. That you're not alone, and that there are people fighting and you got to hold on and you got to have hope you have to have faith and you have to start asking for help and you start have to start helping your neighbor like all you have to do is talk to your small businesses that you go to call them up and ask them how they're doing and 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 the small business owner needs to be like me stop putting on a face that you're strong and say you know in the service industry which a lot of us working, the 50% of us in the service industry, our job is to service. So we're the last persons to ask for help. I mean, we're dying before we ask for help. I am e. learning this about myself <laughs> via what came out in the video. I didn't even realize I said help, you know? And um. so people don't know, you know, because we, you know, we don't ask because we're so busy helping, you know? And yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't
1: know. I don't know what it will take to bring this country back to it being about people and kindness. And and what's great about America is we're all different. And that's yes. what's great about it. Yes. You know, you can love who you want. You can believe what you want. You can be from anywhere around the world, but you're still in this big family and families, you know, they fight, you know, we all go to holidays, you fight and you have the weird uncle Ricky and you have the weird, you know, you have all these things, but at the end of the day, the core value is we help each other. And when times of crisis come, we just stand up and we get through it together. And that's what we need. We need our country in our little communities to, you know, our little communities can help themselves. And a lot of communities around the country are doing that. You know, so so hope I'm trying to give people hope and faith and mm-hmm. the Have, humanity I've seen in donations and just people mm-hmm. driving hours just to say hi and give me a twenty dollar bill. I mean, three hours. Um, My security guy is this big, tough guy, Tom. He's got this dark black beard and he's he's like, I'm a night nice guy, you know, and. He had tears in his eyes. A, a gentleman came in and spoke to him from hours away. I think he gave him $50 and he walked mm-hmm. in and he goes, Ange, I lost faith in, in humanity. He's like, I, for the first time in my life, I have, I have hope in Amazing. humans. You know, we are capable of incredible love and empathy and giving and, you know, we were in this fear mode of survival because we've been pitted against each other. And when you're in survival mode, fear takes over and everybody's me, 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 me. Mm -hmm. But if we just start giving, saying, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? We will slowly rise the tide and we may have a chance to get through this. It's still going to be dark and hard. But if we don't stop what we're doing, there won't be anything left to come back to once we come out of the house, you know? Right.
0: Has there been any point through this um, or you've been scared or regret putting all this out there?
1: I, when when this all happened, actually the week be- before I went to my first protest just to see what it was like. And I ended up on the news there. I was in front of Barbara um, Ferreira's house. And That morning I woke up and there was a snippet of what I said, like a very little bit of what I said was on the news. And then before that was all the COVID numbers and the deaths. And then there's me. And I woke up crying and I saw, I started crying. I called my best friend in Indiana. And I, I mean, I'm not kidding. I said, Kathy, you know, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. I don't know what I'm doing, but I, I, I got to tell the truth. I don't know why. I just feel that I have to start telling the truth and I got to get, let people know, but I'm scared. I'm, you know, I'm scared that I'm going to lose friends. I'm scared that I'm going to have somebody boycott my business. I'm scared that, you know, I don't know what to say. Like, like now, even in this world, when I literally am breathing and I'm just saying, universe, God, Buddha, whatever you believe in, please just let me say the right things. Cause I don't know what I'm doing, you know? So there, yeah, there are moments where I'm breaking down crying I'm, I'm, I'm crying from the generosity and the gratitude, you know, and then I'm crying because I'm afraid. Uh, you know, I talked to my mom and, you know, I said, mom, I'm not, I'm not coming back for Christmas. I can't. And I said, for the most part, everybody's been wonderful. She's like, well, I'm afraid of, you know, I, you gotta keep doing what you're doing, but I want you to be safe. And I said, yeah, I've, I've had some crazy people threaten me, you know, but I said at the end of the day, you know, if something were to happen to me, just know that I'm I'm going out doing the right thing, you know, and I don't think that's gonna happen. I think it's okay, and I'm not trying to be over dramatic, but just know how much I love you and I'm doing this because of you, you know? because she just raised me to be like, so tell the truth, no matter what. And like, you know, the truth always wins and, you know, and so my heart and my soul, I can't not, you know, but it's not easy. There's, it's very, very difficult, you know, and I hope and pray that I say, and I do the right thing for any, anybody out there, you know, it's 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 crazy it's definitely been a whirlwind and i still don't even know is this five my five minutes of fame you know fine but i'm gonna do the right thing with it you know
0: well you certainly have i think so many people are drawn to you and your story because you're the voice for the masses I and mean, that that that's always the case you know when you hear someone on tv and you start nodding your head because that person is is singing you know to to your heart and and saying the words that you wish Thank you could you. say and um You know, I'm always baffled by those who would threaten someone like you, because if you don't want to go to a restaurant, don't go to one. Um, But allow those who want to, um, again, calculate the risk um, to to be able to do that and to go and support people like yourself and other small businesses For those who are not from Los Angeles, um, I know that it's the same in in cities like New York City or Chicago or um, Philadelphia. It looks like a war zone here in Los Angeles. It is the saddest Uh, uh, thing.
1: Listen, Lisa, this is a slow buildup of literally, because I'm a neighborhood pub, so everybody comes in and tells me everything about what's going on with them slowly throughout the year. Another, you know, another bar owner in in tears, losing everything, another hairstylist not knowing what they're going to do, another tattoo parlor who is, you know, facing misdemeanor charges and $10,000 fine and going out of state trying to work to save a business that he can't sell, you know, Uh, another bartender server, you know, we were always a big place for the bartenders, the servers and the barbacks to come after work. And it was, it's so hard hearing that and and then you're trying to survive and then you feel almost guilty because you're surviving and and then on top of that the homeless is doubled. So it's like I had a homeless guy jump through my to go window. You know, oh. I had a homeless girl running around the corner. She looked newly home, homeless screaming that she'd been raped and beaten oh with God. a belt and I sat for 4 hours trying to get the police or the mental health department out Finally, the police came out because I threatened to sue them because the only address she had was the hotel room and the name and the phone number of the people that had done it to her for drugs. And she had no family. And she's like, well, I guess the police aren't going to believe me anyway. They're not going to take me. And And I told the police when they came, at least take her to the hospital and give her a rape kit. I know she's homeless. I know she's using drugs. I know she's schizophrenic. But the woman, I believe her, she needs help. You know, they, they said, okay, we've dealt with her before. They took her around the corner. And I was like, thank God, because this is in front of my outdoor patio. It's COVID. I got to keep my, cust- I have a responsibility to my customers as well. And I'm going to go in and I'm exhausted from my day. And this whole thing was very traumatic for me. And she comes, they, the lights go off, the truck leaves. I'm like, thank God they're gone. She comes running around the corner. They left her here. They didn't mm-hmm. even take her. And I had to put her in a cab back to that place because I had nowhere else to put her. I cried for three days. I had PTSD for three days. I'm a woman. How can I as a woman do that? But I had no choice for my business. And it is like a, when you say a war zone, that's the other reason. And it's funny, not very many people put it the way you just did, but It is like a war zone. I have a bartender friend who lives in uh, Granada Hills, great neighborhood. Her son, she actually protested with me. She helped me organize the protest. Her son was robbed at gunpoint in their front yard. Like, what's going on?
0: Right. So again, uh, for, for the viewers who who might not be familiar with this area, we've been devastated. So the first time we closed down, then there were the protests, the looting, the rioting, the the burning down of business. Oh, yeah. I
1: had to board up my windows. And when we were allowed to go inside, I couldn't really even open because we were on curfew.
0: Right. We were on curfew. And then we had the second shutdown um, and no help, no support by the mayor none. Out here, none by none. the governor, you know your your story is so compelling and now that you tell me your roots and your mother had such an influence on you 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 come from from a working class background yeah. i i'm the daughter of immigrants so my wow. my i will i will fight for this country i believe in capitalism i believe in the american dream and i will do whatever we it takes <laughs> and and you know it seems like you know there's so many people and they always have a story you know but what what do you think I mean, we say it's not political, but it has to be. The mayor, the governor, they're not flipping coins and making these decisions arbitrarily. Should we close restaurants or not close them? What gives, What what is driving these decisions in your mind?
1: I don't want to speculate because I wouldn't want to misstep or say something that would create fear or panic or, and I don't want people to miss the message because I truly believe that I have friends that are on the Democratic side that are calling me and going, we're not happy with this either. We want them out too. Yeah. Sure. So I truly believe that there are two extremes going on. And that in the middle are the heart, the heart of this country and the regular people that are being trampled on. And a lot of us work and we don't have time to go out and protest and do this and that. But, but now is a time where... We have to start standing up and fighting and both sides have got to get rid of the corporate politicians that are taking money and we got a clean house and we got to put people in office that have heart. You know, I try not to go down the conspiracy theories and the things that are happening, but when you're experiencing it from my level, it's very hard not to believe that they don't know what they're doing because... Like I said, I don't have a big PhD or a fancy degree, and I can figure it out. Common sense can figure it out. So it's either one of two things. They are so far detached in their ivory towers. They literally do not know what they're doing, which seems impossible to me, or there's another motive. And what that motive is, I do not know, but either one is criminal. Either one is criminal. So it doesn't there. All that matters is we get them out and we start giving our leaders, putting leaders in that are for our people, you know, get rid of lobbying money, put shorter term limits. I don't know. I I will figure it out. If I don't know it, I will find people that know how to do it and we will figure it out. But, you know, the new D.A. that they just hired, I'm afraid.
0: You know what? I'm afraid as, as you're telling the story of this young woman um, who was raped and not picked up, I'm thinking, okay, um, exactly what you're saying. New DA wants to get rid of bail. They want to defund the police. There's he, a-
1: he got rid of bail and he also got rid of a felony charge for 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 minors. So if you go and kill your parents or you kill somebody now, you cannot, you you what, you could get it, two years in juvie? Right. Like I I don't. I don't even know how this this person got voted in. Like, how did he end up there? I I, I don't know. I really don't know. But it's already bad. I mean, when I went to Barbara Ferrer's house, I don't know if you've been to Echo Park lately. Mm-hmm.
0: Not not lately.
1: Okay, around the lake. I hadn't been either. And I actually, I have a son. I was. I lived out here as a single parent. My son's older now, but I raised him in that area when it was considered the ghetto, and it was awesome tent to tent to tent to at uh, the whole lake is surrounded by a tent village and some of the tents look like an elaborate apartment in the middle of a pandemic and this is at the bottom of the public health official barbara ferrero's house she drives by this every single day isn't her job mental health and addiction Hi. i i oh. so to my surprise, I was there at the protest and yeah, there were a lot of people from Beverly Hills and a lot of people that were anti-mask or this or that. And, and, um, you know, I'm there for a very specific reason, but it's also the first time I ever protested and they're the only ones standing up for us. So like, I I had a liberal friend say, Oh, your, your, your aim is off and you're going down the wrong road. And I'm like, look, if you want to start protesting on my behalf, I'll join you too but I got to go with people that are trying to help me, you know? Right. So this Hispanic girl showed up and beautiful, beautiful girl. And, and I said, hi, I'm Angela. I have a, a pub in the Valley. Um, Why are you here? And she said, I live in Echo Park. I grew up here. I said, oh, wow. And she goes, yeah. And I heard you guys were here and I had to come. And I go, well, what is your message? And And what are you here? Why did it, you know, incite you to come? And she said, have you seen my hometown? She said, have you seen the homelessness in the shambles that my hometown is, is? My whole family's from here. And when you guys came, I felt so excited. I felt so good that I had to come and join you. So it's, and this is why I say it's not about politics. It's about people.
0: Right. People
1: are hurting. And, and, and this is our city. Why do we have to move? Why do we have to leave? Why don't they get out? And give us they, our beautiful state back. You know what I mean,
0: right. right? No, because they have created a two-tier system where they they are above it. They they create the problems, and 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 other people and have to live, live it. with them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: As you said, all these areas like Brentwood, the tent to tent. I mean, these people must unbelievable. drive
1: unbelievable. These I are. Mean, I had a couple. You're going to laugh. I had a couple actually on my patio that lived in Hancock Park, and they had to drive through um, Hollywood, Coenga to get to work. Right. Mm-hmm. And they moved here and they told me they moved here because the homeless was so bad over there wow. and it was better in the Valley. And I about laughed with all the things I'm going through with the homeless. I was like, this is better. And, and, you know, in the Valley, you hardly ever go to the, over, over the Hill. Right. So right. it's been a long time since I went over the Hill, like all the way to Hancock park. Right. I, I couldn't believe it. And yeah, you know, for those
0: those who are watching, these are all very affluent, very nice um, areas in Los Angeles that we're we're discussing. Um, and we didn't get the metro yet, which is impending. That's going to bring in uh, obviously a lot more homelessness, a lot more crime. Um, and you know, the, the conversation, um, Angela, between uh, you and I is is more, like you said, about how's this going to affect everyday people. I know you cited a, a statistic recently. I think you got it from Yelp about. Um, 62% of, of these restaurants. One percent, Yeah. Tell us.
1: That was in September before this.
0: Imagine what that is. I'm sure that number has gone up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have, I think it was something like 1.5 million on unemployment. And that again was before this, this shutdown we have, um, in our business, this is what I'm trying to bring attention to as far as the restaurant.
0: Okay, I think we lost Angela. We're waiting to see if we can get her back because she was mid-sentence. Let's see if we can get her back. Yes, I think we are getting Angela back. Angela was about to tell us about 61%. This is a statistic from Yelp, um, which is an app that reviews businesses, mostly restaurants and cafes and such, um, that said 61% of the businesses that were closed during the first shutdown uh, would not be opening back up, would not be able to open back up. And um, that was the point that Angela was trying to make, that imagine um, what devastation these businesses are now facing uh, after the protests, after the looting, after so many of these businesses were destroyed and now Um, they will not be able to come back. I want to thank uh, everyone for tuning in. I want to um, thank Angela for joining us. Hopefully we'll get her back for her uh, final comments. Um, But I hope that you enjoyed this and uh, got as much. Oh, Angela, are you back with us?
1: I'm back. I'm so sorry. Our our computer died.
0: No worries. (laughs) Um, I actually, I finished off your point about the businesses not being able to get back up sixty one percent, as you said, cited by Yelp. um and that that number obviously um, getting much, much worse, people not being able to pay their rent, not being able to get back up on their feet. Your reaction. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah and 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 what I was trying to say is the independent Restaurant Association um, showed me the stats on on independent restaurants across the country. You know, we employ um, a million single parents and we are the number one interest industry for hiring we hire the most minority managers than any other industry so if you are a leader or a politician and you're saying that you stand for minorities and you stand and for, for women look at yourself women <laughs> yeah amazing look at what you're doing you know
0: all right Right. Well, let's um I just want to I want to end on a positive note and yeah, you've done such positive work. Um thank you. I mean before we get cut off again, I I I I know that you are now so well positioned to really be the voice um even after this pandemic for for people who just want to make a living, who want to to fulfill the American dream. Um, and I, I really hope that, that you're able to, and I know you will, you're so articulate and, um, so, so honest and sincere. And it's just such a pleasure to hear you, uh, advocate on behalf of your own employees and everyone else's employees. Um, I know you've been able to launch a very successful GoFundMe campaign that has brought in I think, almost $200,000. Um, yeah, tell us your next moves, your, your, your plans and, and how, what are you going to do with well, this, what you've
1: built? Well, it's, um, well, honestly, like, I'm very, I'm very conservative. So I'm going to give a Christmas bonus to my employees. I'm going to open up for to go, even though I lose some money doing that. I'm still opening up now so that they have work, which I'm very, very excited about. We're working on and I hate to say this because it's a big task, but we're going to decorate the outdoor patio tent. Even though we're not fully open, we'll be open for it to go for Christmas, Hanukkah. You know, we're going to include as much of everyone as we can so that people can, the community, and drive by and enjoy that. But, um,
0: we will. On, on okay, it. I'm going to say this here. We will have our holiday party for the for the Los Angeles um, staff of the foreign desk. We're gonna we're gonna come to pineapple. Ah, well.
1: well, you have to do to go because legally I well, can't. Get, yeah, go, yeah, we're so. gonna do to go. But, but then you can walk into the back
0: patio, <laughs> see the, the Christmas decorations. I'll bring my son; he'll love it. Um, and we'll we'll, we'll take it to go. We'll have to come ah, nice. down to the valley. But be we, awesome, we, we will do that. But please continue.
1: Yeah, um, but um, you know, I'm working also. Which, by the way, this this is actually a great thing that I can can you can help me with. I'm putting together a video slash photo um, to make a real statement about how many people we uh, employ. So I'm I've mapped out the size of the tent that the movie production had. And I've had, I'm having a girlfriend of mine who designs, she's laid out six feet spacing and I'm calling on bar restaurant owners, even if you're no longer, even if you're no longer alive Mm -hmm. um, to come out and hold a sign with the name of your place and how many people you employed. And then we're going wow. to do a video wow. of that just with a tally total, because I was amazed at the protest that I did. There was only five of us in the beginning, five restaurants and between five of us, we employed a thousand people. Wow. So that's a visual I that I really want to get out, but mostly I'm just whatever life, you know, I want to do the right thing. So I don't know where I'm going to be. I think I'll be here running my restaurant in Sherman Oaks. All this will probably die down in a week and I'll be back to, to being here, which I love. So, you know. Yes. As long as as
0: as you're up and running um, and then don't have to wait until the new year to do so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I'm not going to. I have not yet made the decision. I don't know if you know that Tenhorn Flats in Burbank they have opened and they're serving, you know, even though we're not supposed to. Right. I spoke with them. If anybody goes to Burbank, it's off Magnolia, 10 horn flats, please go and support them. You know, they made that choice because literally they've had the place for 35 years. The sun is running it and they had nothing left. And so they said, look, we're going to go down kicking and screaming because we don't have anything to lose. Right. Um, I feel like it's a four-tier thing. I personally called ABC and they're threatening to pull my license permanently and I'll never be able to hold one again. So I'm trying to hold out and do things through legal ways and through getting the message out and trying to put pressure on the politicians. So if anybody's listening, you don't even have to come out to a protest, write a letter and send it to their offices because there's more than us you Know there's more people out there, and we put them in office and we can get them out, right. you know. And we just have to believe that and, and believe your letter or your phone call
0: exactly.
1: It's like a stone, a ripple, it matters, it matters, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, that's I know what, there's a very
0: large recall newsome um, movement here in Los Angeles. So, yeah, before, there is. before you sign that next petition to recall him, be specific be specific about what you want. And that is to support these small businesses, especially around the time of the holidays uh, and all all these families that they support and you support, uh, which is just tremendous. And I guess the last um, reminder to people is to get takeout, really get takeout.
1: Support I'm hoping by the end of the week, we'll be open for takeout right now. We're not, but the goal is this weekend. Um, You can buy a gift card. Um, and also, if you want to donate, um, I don't know how long this will last. So that money, I promise you, will help the restaurant, my staff, and and the cause. It, you know, anything I'm spending is just to help the cause and get the word out. And that's at PH Saloon on Facebook and Pineapple Hill in, uh, Pineapple Hill Saloon on Instagram. Okay, and I send me letters if you're if you're a bartender, if you're a server, if you're an unemployed you know person that worked in retail. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear what you're going through. And if there's anything I can do, I will. And if I can't, these are things I'm going to take and keep putting out so that people know who you are and what's going on. Because people care. They really, really care. Yes, they do.
0: And thank you for for really being a voice for so many of those people who can't get their voice out, especially at this very difficult time. Thank you Um, for what
1: you're doing. It's important. Angela, you're
0: wonderful. Really, uh, more power to you. I will provide the links and um, the social media handles for all of your accounts so that people know how to reach you, know how to donate if they choose to. And uh, I wish you and your staff happy holidays. Good luck to you all. And thank you so much for being here. Happy
1: holidays. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, I know that was a very interesting and uh, a compelling conversation that um, really moves us all to do more to support small businesses. Uh, have a happy Saturday night. Happy Hanukkah. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We will see you guys all Next week, again, for our regular podcast time, uh, to subscribe to our podcast, go to youtube.com slash Lisa Daftari. And to subscribe to our daily top 10 email, go to our website, foreigndesknews.com. Have a wonderful night.